What is up? This is Take It or Leave It. We're here on our, can you believe, 46th episode. Uh, it's amazing. It's a Monday night. And it's been a long time coming. It has been a long time coming. So a lot of college football to get into tonight, as always, on a Monday. Uh, but first, I do want to give a shout out to our guy, Colin Tall. He is officially, as of this episode, going to be producing our shows for us. Uh, going to take some of the stress off of us. Very and excited to partner with him. Super excited. He's awesome. If you want to check him out or if you have even thought about podcasting or, or getting anything started and you want to look into a producer or uh, an audio design guy, uh, check him out at ctaudiodesign.com. He's awesome. We're excited to partner with him, and we can't wait to see um, how we help each other out and how he does and uh, how we work together. We're super excited. Yeah, so, I mean, it's definitely nice to have that burden off of, well, your shoulders because you've been doing most editing and everything. Yeah. Well, Sam's all of shoulders. Editing. Yeah. Sam's or, yeah, Sam. Short, he won't, you guys don't have to deal with any of that crap anymore. You don't have to deal with Sam's stupidity anymore. Yeah, so I, I guess he, he said that he uh, started in the music business, so he knows quite a bit about audio and stuff. So if it starts to sound a lot better and a little bit more professional, you can thank Colin. Shoot him a thanks. We, yeah, or even hit him with a follow. I think he's on Instagram. Yeah, with Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. Uh, CT Audio Design. I think that's what it yeah. what it is on Facebook and Instagram as well. But again, just go check out his website. His, his social media is on there as well. You can just click it and it should take you right there. As of uh, as for tonight, let's get started. We got a lot to talk about. Um, Except for no Heisman this week. No Heisman this week. Yes, we'll get to that a little bit later. But we'll we'll just leave it at that. We will get to that a little bit later. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're, we'll do a quick recap of week ten, and then Easton. We're gonna do a little bit of story time with Easton as well. Right after that, so we'll get started. First game we want to look at Georgia Southern unranked Georgia Southern beats number twenty. App State, who, who just gave them a stamp of approval last week? Me. I said App State this, App State that. They're a real yes. team. You just said that last week, but the entire season you've been saying the bottom twenty are a revolving door. That's true. So, so I am your all season. Right. I guess not prediction. Your all season statement trumps your last week's That's statement. That's true. Between 19 and 25, maybe even 18 and 25, has been a revolving door, and it continues this week as App State loses 24 to 21. Easton, you want to take care of the next game? Uh, the next game that we have is... No drum roll necessary. It's just Notre Dame, and they barely hold on against Virginia Tech, 21 to 20. That is number 16, Notre Dame who just got absolutely ripped by Michigan, and then a struggling Virginia Tech team comes in and puts it on them as well. Obviously, they lost, but it really felt like Virginia Tech's game most of the game. Yeah. Ian Book ended up having a nice little game. That, and that Virginia the Tech was, was up, and Notre Dame had to come back with the win at the end. So, yeah, very so. Uh, very good game. In the It was in the last minute that Notre Dame scored their last touchdown, so just barely... This is not Barely. great for Notre Dame. No. Not great at all. Especially uh, they, when the college football rankings are about to come out. Well, yeah. I mean, in a matter of two weeks, they went from a potential cusp playoff team to now who? Notre 
Notre, oh, they don't have a they don't have a conference. Uh, yeah, no thanks. Uh, next game up, number eight Georgia beats number six Florida. A little rivalry game there. Um, Great game. I finally put my pride aside and started giving Florida the stamp of approval, and here comes Georgia. As did I. As did I. The first week, first week I give Florida like, okay, you guys proven. Okay. Nope. Yeah, they went. Um, <laughs> I I don't get it, but hey, yeah, lost, at least I'm a little. Ha- I I hate Florida, so I'm happy that they were 17. That defense did not look like they have. Well, no, they didn't. But 24 points is not a ton to give up. Yeah. So uh, offense didn't come through at all. But no. you know, it kind of looked like how the game should have looked. I I, I would have what said you would Florida. have expected. Yeah. I well, a few weeks ago, I would have expected yeah. a game like this. Last week, I obviously took Florida, and I thought they would go out and win this game. But clearly, I was you know clearly they are right where they're supposed to be. They're not they're they're not ready for the playoffs, but they are also. A very good football team and they're probably a top 15 a top 12 team so that's that they lose to georgia georgia puts themselves right back into the conversation for the playoff spot uh, number nine utah holds on against washington as they win 33 to 28 oh, that yeah, was a washington washington was up almost this entire game they were into they the fourth full quarter control. Yeah, except for Eason was all over the place. He had, uh, he had four touchdown passes, but also two interceptions. But he had 300 yards. So the dude yeah. was just throwing anywhere and all over the place. So Frustrating game for me, but Utah stays in the top 10. So, I mean, they're making a case for a potential cusp playoff team as well. Number 11, Auburn escapes with the win against Ole Miss, 20-14. to uh, Bo Nix still looks young, man. He had actually a really good passing day, over 300 yards, a decent percentage as far as completion percentage goes. No touchdowns, no picks, so he really didn't do a ton to put points on the board, but he did have a lot of yards, so can't blame him completely, but you've got to put the ball in the end zone eventually. Um, where do you like Auburn? Do you, do you, what do you think they'll finish this season as? Like, what do you think is their spot? They're currently ranked number 11. I feel like they belong in the mid-teens. You do you? Yeah, I mean, well, with what they've done and kind of where they're at right now, I don't think that they're gonna progress any further, especially with this kind of win over Ole Miss. I know it's a tough game for them specifically, yeah. but I mean, the rest of their schedule, they've got Georgia next week and they've got Alabama at the end of the week, so or the end of the, end of the year. So two out of their next three games are huge games for them. Yeah, I feel so, a, I feel a fall a little bit, but yeah, fifteen well, maybe. They actually fell this week, even in a win. They right. fell from eleven to twelve. Um. But my thing with them is, on their good days, they're a top five team. I think like when they have good days, they are really good. And when they have their bad days, they're not. They're not very good at all. They're not. They're, they're pretty bad. Yeah, and I don't know why, but their defense is either on or off. Yeah. And then also with Bonex, he's just young. So I, I think they'll finish somewhere around fifteen. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I think right where they're at. I like twelve for them. I like twelve for them because. You look at how they started the season. They beat Oregon, who is clearly a good team. They're still rolling. And then uh, they beat Texas A&M, who, again, isn't one of those teams. That's, they're not a top team. But they are. They're, they deserve to be ranked. They are a good team. Um, but then they go and lose to Florida, lose to LSU, and then barely beat Ole Miss. So I think they're a young team, and I think this is just not their year. They've got, they're have got they a year or two away. They're building. Yeah. But, I mean, Oregon... 
speaking of rolling, they beat uh, USC. They're ranked number seven currently, and they beat US un- unranked USC fifty six to twenty four. Yeah. So I mean, they're rolling. Yes. Um. What else do we have here? Only one left on uh, my list. Yeah. I'll, the last game, number twenty four Memphis beats number fifteen SMU. In a, who was undefeated. Yes, in a game that <laughs> went over 100 total points scored. Which we kind of scoffed at last week yeah. at the over-under, which the was over like 70-something. 70 70? Something, something like that. 70 exactly. Okay. Over-under was 70 exactly. Like, what? These two teams? Really? And they went over 100. Yeah. So They must have listened to the podcast <laughs> and got pissed. That We amped them up. Yeah. I'm sure they did. That's exactly what so happened. So everyone that bet the over, you're welcome. <laughs> But we bet the under. I know. But that's what made them go over. That's Spoiler alert, some news coming with our over-under this week. Oh, shoot. Uh, all right, let's get to some story time with Easton. He's going to bring us some news stories, and we'll discuss them a little bit, and then we'll jump into a new segment this week that we're only going to do this week. <laughs> go right ahead. All right, so two of the stories involve the upcoming game of Alabama and LSU. The uh, first one is that Nick Saban has said that Tua is going to be a game-time decision because of his ankle, and that is what it's going to be until Saturday at game time, obviously being a game-time decision. But the second one is one of the upperclassmen defensive players for Coach O is going to, uh, actually took a step away from the program. Uh, Divinity, I can't remember what his first name is. But he took a step away from the program, and Coach O said he'll be welcomed back with open arms whenever he's ready. But thinks that the LSU defense will be fine uh, for this upcoming game. Because I think, uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. I was going to mix up. I think it's Chase on or C-H-A-I-S-S-O-N. Divinity. No, C-H-A-I-S-S-O-N is the one who's taken over the main role. Chase on or something like that. Oh. He's the one who's, who's the main role, and then Divinity usually... Helps him with reps. Gotcha, but gotcha, gotcha. Because Chase Unson gets more reps, he thinks they'll be fine. And he's got faith in his backups. I mean, so, they're, they're a loaded team. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a big loss, but I mean, it's not it's not the end of the world. No, it's not definitely a two, not. It's, so not it's, a it's, not, it's nothing to think like, oh, shoot, now LSU just lost a you know major player, which they did. But it's nothing to think like, okay, well, now Bama's going to go out and wreck them no matter who the quarterback is. It's not is. like they're losing Joe Burrow. Right. They're okay. Exactly. Exactly. And then the last college story I had... I think it had something to do with the U being back. Uh, yes, the U is back, and Willie Taggart is never going back to the Florida State University because they have fired him. You're welcome, Florida State fans. You all were begging for it, and all it took was the University of Miami putting that chain on your head a little bit. And they're, That's all you needed. And they're 3-0 in the past three years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think we... So, we before well, the Miami FSU rivalry, yeah, Miami is three zero. Yes, so a couple years ago when we got our first win, so not last season, but the year before, when we got our our win against FSU. That broke. I think it was a seven game skid against FSU. We are now on a three game winning streak or a, a three year winning streak against FSU, which means we have some juniors and seniors that are. Well, I guess it would only be juniors. Sophomores and juniors, I guess you could say, that are undefeated against FSU. And that feels really good because we went 
almost two classes worth of players never beating FSU. Yeah. So well, you got, you got I'm thankful that are undefeated as well. Jaron Williams is undefeated against well, FSU. Yeah. So redshirt freshman. So he's beat him <laughs> twice te- technically. But yeah, true freshman. Yeah, beat him once. I mean, I don't know if I call that undefeated. I guess it is. But they haven't been defeated by FSU. That yeah. That's true. So, it felt really good. Twenty-seven to ten. Yeah, it was. It was a good game. It's nothing I impressive liked it. because liked it a lot. Now, of course, I'm not serious when I say like the use my, back. The use not back, but it feels good to make FSU the little brother again. So they yeah. are and for the, it's, little brother. It's such a big emotional game. So it's a it's a good win for a program that's not where they need to be, but it's definitely working on it. So it, it shows promise. I'm excited for the future. Yeah, exactly. That's 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 where you should I'm be. I'm always excited for the future, even when it doesn't look that bright. So no, it does. Jaron Williams looks good. He's so I good. Like him. We I just like him need a lot. an offensive lineman. Yeah, the kid can sling the rock. Yep. Oh my gosh! Is that it? That's all yep. you got? That's all I got. All right, we're gonna move into a brand new segment again. It's gonna it's gonna be this week and this week alone. And our reasoning is, like Easton said, no Heisman watch this week because. Every one of our Heisman picks were on a bye week. And I will name them for you. Obviously, Tua was not only on a bye week, but Hurt. Joe Burrow, bye week. Jalen Hurts, bye week. Ohio State was on a bye week, so that takes away Fields and Chase Young. If we thought about putting Chase Young in there, which we were. And then Wisconsin that took away JT. Um, so, yeah. So, no Heisman watch this week. We are actually going to make it. In honor of the first CFP poll, which is college football playoff poll coming out or rankings coming out tomorrow night, we are going to give you Tuesday night. So you guys, you guys probably hear this tomorrow during the day. So yeah, since Maybe. it's Monday, it will be Tuesday night. Uh, we're going to give you a mixture of our thoughts on what the rankings should be, but also my, my for mine, I kind of went the route of what I think the committee will do for the first rankings. So here we go. I'm going to share mine, and we'll each, well, no, we'll each go back and forth. We'll go one, two, three, four, five, six. We did the top six because yep. that will give the top four, which would be wh- who, what the committee thinks is uh, the four playoff teams as of right now, and then we'll do up to six because that'll be the first two out, which are highly important because that's the, you know, that's the biggest, they're going to get the biggest bowl game outside of the playoffs. So um, I'll start with number one. I think the committee will take a huge glance at their their strength of schedule and the wins that they have, the quality wins they have, and just how good this offense is. And I think they will put LSU at number one on top of the college football playoff for now. Easton, who's your number one? My number one is also LSU. Okay. And that's nothing against Bama or Ohio State. Or I think those are the only other two, in my opinion, that have a chance of getting this number one spot. But it's just I think LSU has better wins, and I think they have one of the most dynamic offenses. And I mean, their offense is very. Them and Bama's offense are very close, and as far as the, I, I cannot wait to watch these two teams play this weekend, especially if Tua is playing. Uh, all right, so Issa, why don't you go with your your number two first? Uh, yeah, so my number two is going to be Bama. I mean, and that's why there's so much hype about these two teams right now. And the the only thing that I think would keep them out of the number two spot is if Tua doesn't play. Um, if Tua does play, they're easily number two spot. Well, no, so, so the 
the committee's going to look at it tomorrow night as if he's playing because they're as not going to. he's playing. Yeah, they're so not going to. So I think they'll put Bam at two. Yeah. Yeah, is where I, is I see him. Okay. Is where I see him falling. Yeah. Okay. I kind of took the strength of schedule approach here as well, and I guess the strength of, of wins and mm-hmm. like ranked wins here, and I actually went Ohio State. Um, yeah, I, I've seen that, and I, I'm not I'm not upset with it. Why? Well, but I if, hate if the committee's, I hate them, so I'm upset with. It. I'm, I'm upset, upset with you saying coming it, out of but, my mouth, but I just yeah. that's what I think, I, especially because I've heard so many analysts and a lot of people close to the committee members talk so highly of Ohio State, even considering them maybe the best team in the country. So I think I don't think. They put them higher than LSU, but I yeah, think I've, I've heard a couple of analysts say that they're number one in the country, which I I don't necessarily agree with. But you could almost argue we'll they see. have the best combo of offense and defense. Bama sure. is all offense. Their defense played really well last week, but it was Arkansas. They haven't played fantastic all season. Mm-hmm. Same with LSU, very loaded offense, iffy defense. Uh, same with Oklahoma. Same with Cle- well, Clemson's just. Their problem is their strength of schedule. They have played nobody. Yeah. So that's Clemson's problem. But So that moves my number three is Ohio State. Okay. So so you went Ohio State number three. I went number yep. two. I went Bama number three. Yeah, so um, interchangeable currently. But with with knowing that the committee is looking at it as if, as if two is playing, number two makes sense for me, and number three, Ohio State. That solidified my pick. I did go Clemson number four simply based on – they're undefeated. They're the reigning champs. They are well coached. And when you look at it, they weren't impressive last year. And then they blew through the playoffs and beat Bama handily. Yep. So they have not been impressive to me this year, but I can't take that away from them. I mean, they've they've blown everybody out, so I don't know how you can say that's not impressive. But, I mean, there's Trevor Lawrence just really doesn't impress me that much. Well, they haven't blown everybody out. North Carolina gave well, them trouble. that's true. That is true. North Carolina was a tough game for them. Um, did you agree with that one, or you got someone else in that four spot? I I do have four spot. Um, yeah, I mean after maybe after we make our our three B picks, or uh, I mean even after we go through the top six, I'm I'm I kind of have set up what my top six is going to be after this week. My prediction of next week's top. So who's six. your number four? My number four is Clemson this week, oh. but I think <laughs> it's going to change next week. Who do they play this week? They play NC State, which I don't know. Oh. It, it's not them. I, th- I think um, Penn State could fall into that four spot. With a win this weekend. With a win this week. Gotcha. Well, it, it's against Minnesota, which isn't, gotcha. isn't no, a that'll crazy be tough win. game. I, I but think it, it will, will be an impressive win. It will be. But then they'll, they'll – so Clemson will be 10-0 and at that point. If Penn State wins, they'll be 9-0. and But with better wins. I think with better oh, wins. I, I think so, too. So it, it's – it, it's tough, but I, I think those two are very close to interchangeable at that four spot, which is why I think if Penn State gets a win this week, stays undefeated, they top Clemson because Clemson's playing NC State. So I'm assuming you go Penn State five. Yes. Okay. Surprisingly enough, I do not have them in my top six. Yeah, I, I saw that. Um, I, wait. I was surprised. Oh, because I sent it to you. Yep. You do have it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I do have Oklahoma number five. I know they have a loss and a tough one at, at that. Mm-hmm. I think the committee will look past that because I always think they forgive one, even if it's a bad one, mm-hmm. um, especially with a team that has been as productive and impressive this season, specifically on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I think they'll forgive it and put them number five. And 
no, my number six, I have Georgia. I do as who well. went and got a really impressive win against Florida. They obviously lost. They're struggling. I, I have them falling out of my top six after this Who did week. they lose to two weeks ago? It was a bad loss. Yeah, they had a, a bad loss, and it was to, um, give me, they lost to South Carolina 20 to 17, and that was an unranked South Carolina while Georgia's ranked number three. Yeah, so bad loss there, but again, I think they'll forgive a loss. They'll look at uh, their couple ranked wins and give Georgia the chance, even though I do agree. I do not think they'll become a playoff team, and I think they could potentially fall out of this. Yep. Um, because I just. Uh, Florida now, to me, looks to be just like we thought, which was way overrated and probably deserves to be outside of the top 10 to end the season. And I think Georgia could be the same as well. Um, But they just beat a Florida team that was number six that really probably shouldn't have been number six. And we bought into them when we shouldn't have. But I just love to hate on Florida, sorry. Uh, But yeah, so those are our top six. We will see how it unfolds tomorrow night or tonight or yesterday or a couple days ago, whenever you watch this podcast. You don't watch a podcast. I was testing you, Easton. You're not listening. Anyways. I'm not, because I've I've got my next week six prediction. Oh, my gosh. I was just I don't think we're doing this again. (laughs) No, but just in case, for my own personal records, (laughs) I have Georgia falling out of my six, just for you listeners sneak peek into my brain well that is our prediction for how tuesday night will unfold and now for the moment you've all been waiting for the money time where you get to (laughs) make money in a second but first we're going to go over how we lost you a ton of money last week if you listen to us because neither of us did very well whatsoever and easton beat my butt and he did really bad. So yep. here we go. First right. game. Oh, you're going to yeah. take care of it? Go for yeah. it. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to rip through it because it, it hurts. Yeah. Okay. It's so number eight, Georgia at number six, Florida. We each chose Florida to win. And Georgia was favored by four and a half. We each chose Florida in the points because we chose them to win. Over under was 48. We uh, each chose the over. And all three of those picks are wrong because Georgia beat Florida. And they... Uh, I know we're already tearing this Band-Aid off pretty fast, but just as like to brace yourself, this is by far the worst week we've had. So we apologize if you listen to us and bet on these games, and then now you're broke. Well, Georgia won by seven, so obviously we're wrong in the spread there. So they Georgia covered, and uh, the over-under is 48 again, which they only scored 41. Jeez, you stink. Yep. Oh, for so, three for both of us. Yep. And then the next game was number 22, Kansas State at unranked Kansas. And we each, uh, no, Britt chose Kansas to win. I chose Kansas State to win. Uh, Kansas State was favored by five and a half points. We each chose Kansas in the points. And the over-under was 57 and a half. And we each chose the under. I was correct with Kansas State winning. They won 38 to 10. So they covered and we were both wrong there. But the over-under was 57.5, and, and the total score was 48. So we were right there. So Brick got one there, and I got two correct there. We moved to the final game of number 15-ranked uh, SMU at number 24, Memphis. Memphis was favored by six. The over-under was 70. 
Obviously, we told you earlier, we laughed at the over-under of 70. We scoffed at it. Yep, and they so outscored bad. that 105 points or something like that, or two points maybe. Just ridiculous. And uh, so I had chose Memphis to win. Britt chose SMU to win, so I got that correct. We each chose SMU in the points, which it was exactly six points that they... Uh, so Memphis was supposed to win Memphis... Was favored by six points, and they won by six points. And they won by six points, and we both chose SMU in the points, so it's a push. So this week, Britt got one of eight, and I got three of eight, which moves our totals to Britt with fifty-six of eighty-nine on the season, and me with fifty-one of eighty-nine on the season, which brings our percentage. I am sixty-three percent on the season, so I. Like I said, I'm on my way back down to earth, and I am crashing. But that's and, still a great percentage for crashing. And Easton is still hanging with the pros at 57%. Barely. Barely. He's a little technically under the pros, but still hanging in there. Um, If I have another week like that, I think I lost 5%. I will be... I will be... It'll, You'll be hanging out with me. Yes. <laughs> I want to hang out with you. <laughs> I know. I want to hang out with you. <laughs> well, then come up here. I'm trying. Um, I hope to goodness I can turn this around with our brand new week, week 11, three Bs, which will start with number five, Penn State, taking on number 13, Minnesota. This will be in Minnesota, mind you. Penn State is favored by six and a half. And here's the big spoiler or the big news that we said spoiler alert for earlier. We're nixing this over-under crap. We are sick of it. Even though it was Britt's only correct one last week. It was, but typically it's my only, not my only, but a lot. There's been a few times it's my few wrong ones, or the over-unders. So we're going to focus more on the game and the aspect of the game rather than the total score. score. Yeah, I care about who wins and by how much. Yeah. I don't care the score or the the total of both. Let's add them together. No. Britt's frustrated. I'm frustrated at the over-under. You're right, though. It did give me the one. I'd rather have zero last week than one due to an over-under. You would have had zero six. Yeah. No, you would have zero five because the push. Push. Sounds good to me. Okay. Anyways, number five, Penn State travels to number 13, Minnesota. Penn State favored by six and a half. Easton, I know you already mentioned a little bit of your opinion on this. Go right ahead. I'm I'm already locked in with Penn State uh, winning this game and covering. Oof, okay. I am going to go, not the exact opposite. I will say Penn State will win this, but I'm going to take Minnesota in the points. I like the home environment for Minnesota, and I think Minnesota's just really looked really, I think they've looked very good. I think the they've past, looked good as well. Specifically but... the past few, few weeks. Penn State sitting where they're at at the number five spot have something to prove to get up into that playoff spot. So I think with a uh, a strong win here and covering that that's what they need, and I think that they'll fight for that because Penn State's been a pretty good team this year. So you know, All undefeated right. currently. All right. So one difference there. Uh, number one, LSU travels to Bama. Alabama is favored by six and a half. Keep in mind. This is assuming Tua plays. Mm-hmm. So Bama favored by six and a half, assuming Tua plays. I'm going to allow both of us to take two takes on this, on the record. I know it's going to be hard to record, but but okay. I think it's only fair. 
Okay. Right? Sure. Do you well, agree? With Tua and without with Tua? With Tua, without Tua. Okay. With Tua. Okay. I take Bama. I take Bama to win LSU in the points. Okay. Without Tua, I take LSU across the board. Okay. And I feel comfortable with that. So I'm going to take LSU in the points in both cases, but I will take LSU to win if Tua does not play. What do you think? Um, okay, so... All right, so my with Tua and my without Tua. Tua B or not Tua B? So that with Tua, yeah, that is, that's a huge question here. So obviously LSU has been playing really well. Their defense has been playing so-so. This is a tough game for them because they don't know what quarterback they're going against either. So I think they're preparing for both. And I believe that Coach O is just going to make them aggressive this week. So I feel like I'm going to stick with you where LSU is going to win in the points both times. They're going to cut, LSU is going to be in the points either way. Oh, I thought you meant LSU will win either way. I was no. Like, Ooh, no LSU so you're taking in LSU the, in, in the, the points, points regardless. Yes. Now my outright winners will be with Tua. See, I, I, I want to use the argument that he hasn't played, but that man is a magician. He's very good. Yes. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm going to have to go, agree with you across the board where with Tua, Bama, without Tua, LSU wins. And I think it's close either way. Obviously, we're saying that. So we're not saying this is going to be a lopsided game whatsoever. We're, we're taking It's a LSU. tight game. We're taking LSU in the points either way. I think this, Which means it's going to be a less than a six-point win. Be, or a six-point or less win. I believe this is the two best teams in the country. Oh, yeah. With oh, yeah. Tua. Without Tua, it's maybe the first and third. <laughs> or, yeah, exactly. first and, and fourth. And that's what I... Uh, for my number six-week prediction, I've... Or for my six-week prediction for next week, I've got the loser of this game falling to three, and the winner of the game is staying at number okay. one. And Ohio yeah, so, State I mean, this is going to be two. a very... Uh, this is your... This is your national championship before the national championship. Sure. I mean, yeah. is a, this is a very good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, last but not least, we're going to jump over to number 20, Kansas State, who I doubted last week. I thought Kansas would come in and make the revolving door revolve, and I'm going to double down this week. Number 20, Kansas State, travels to Texas, and Texas is favored by six points. Mm-hmm. Doubling down, I'm going to echo what I did last week, except okay. now it's actually a viable team that I'm echo- echoing it with. Okay, I'm going to take Texas to win this game. And I'm gonna take, I'll I'll take Kansas State in the points. So I'll say it'll be a good game. But I'm gonna take Texas to win this one. What do you think? I think Kansas State's back and Texas isn't back. So I'm gonna take Kansas State to win and Kansas State in the points. A lot of differences this week. One of that actually just makes three total. So uh, uh, two, two total. Nope, because we got both. We got oh no no because I I took Kansas State in the points. You're right. Okay. So two total. So not that bad. It's going to be tough for you to catch up this week too, unless I just, could it be? Yeah, no, it'd be tough. Because if we have essentially the same, you could catch up by two this week. You're still five ahead, yeah. Yeah. Um, You got anything else to add this week? 
Uh, no, I already put in my little news story. So, I mean, just good story luck. And, and please, please tune into this LSU-Alabama game. You're not going to want to miss any of this. And the highlights won't do this game justice. No, uh, it's going to be a great game. Great watch. I can't wait. Um, There's a great week of football. We can't wait. Oh, yeah. I can't believe it's already week 11. It is unreal. It's flying by, but yeah. uh, enjoy it while it lasts. You guys are awesome. Thanks for listening. Tune in. Uh, actually, hit us up at Take It Leave It BH on Twitter. Uh, we love you guys. You can take it or leave it. Peace.